Hello everyone, this is the prestigious one with another episode of How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Before we get into today's topic, I want to give a huge shout out to the Patreon supporters. That's James Malley, Ian Downey, Ian Callan-Lees, Joe's mum, Kirsty Bailey, Chris McCulloch, Gordon Brown, Ben Wackett, Adam Wilson, Mark Leslie, Jack Godfrey, Ant191, Laura Baird, Brian Smith, Daniel Bentcourt, Jamie Flood, James Pointer, Kieran Prophet Holmes, Barbara Good, Will Ledwith, David McCarthy, Fiona Edge, Ross Wilson, Jordan Schofield, Barry Carruthers, and James Weiss. Thank you so much for the support. That's not all, by the way, but that is the, if you're tier three and above, you get thanked by name on every podcast every single one on how to become a pro wrestler and the joe henry show so if you do want to support the prestigious one that is an awesome way to do so it's patreon.com forward slash joe henry or grab and um, one of my shirts the uh, the free agent shirt uh, is doing really well and that's worth a look it's on henryshop.com want to give a thanks to the sponsors uh, first up um this is uh someone who's been letting me use their facility. Thank you to Respect Pro Wrestling Training School based in Loch Winnick. It's only 20 minutes from Glasgow by train. The trainers include Lewis Gervin, Bobby Roberts, Christopher St, Jayla Dark. It's £10 per class or £45 for all classes and it's based at Loch Winnick Community Annex Loch Lip Road, Loch Winnick. So, I um, want to say thanks to them for letting me use their uh, facility and uh, for being awesome to us. So thanks to that. Also, want to give a shout out to Sam Barber. You know the drill people. Follow him on social media at SamBarberX on Instagram and Twitter. S-A-M-B-A-R-B-O-U-R-X at SamBarberX on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. It's the Sam Barber Experience. Um, this guy has been working his tail off. He's got a big match coming up at Shug's House Party against one of my stable mates, Ravy Davy. That's going to be an excellent contest. So I'll, I'll be keen. I'll be watching at the monitor to see the improvements that he's been making. He took a ridiculous bus journey all around the UK that ended up with him going to train at Fight Club Pro. Got some great knowledge there. He went across, across the pond. Well, a very small pond, but a, a pond was crossed. He went to Germany to train at the WXW Academy and uh, just had a great debut at Discovery. He's been on the road with me a few times, so lots of great things coming from Sam Barber. Also, if you want to get his merch, it's projectsbx.bigcartel.com. So, uh, huge thanks to them for supporting the podcast, and huge thanks to our patrons as well, and anyone who grabs merch, it's henryshop.com. And also, thanks to everyone who came along to the live show. It was awesome. It was great fun. Last episode on the podcast, we were talking about uh, Chris Jericho because he was basically um, the king of consistency. I can't really think of anyone who has been at the top of the card in a main event position for such a long period of time. I don't know if it's ever really been done before. I mean, I mean, Ric Flair, I'm trying to think who else, and I'm talking the very, the very top, you know, the, at the absolute top of the business, seems to be making all the right moves. Um, all the right times but the the main thing for me the one thing that i forgot not forgot but there's so much to mention but one thing i didn't mention last time was about how he's the king of reinvention and what i mean by that is he's reinvented himself so many different so many different times he's got so many different things over and he's moved with the times reinventing himself and making himself relevant for that time and that is why he's been relevant for such a long consistent period of time it's got me thinking as well. Um, when I think about what I've been doing with my career, I think um, I, I think I got stuck in the wrestling bubble a little bit for a long time. Again, I was I don't want to say distracted because you know the Commonwealth Games and 
amateur wrestling was a big deal and I'm proud of my achievements. You know, I got uh, two British titles, Commonwealth Games 2018. So yeah, I got a little distracted. But I think when I first got into wrestling in 2013 and especially in 2016 as well, I was incredibly focused uh, on what I was doing in terms of like, you know, my character and what the goals were. And I think some of the other years in between, I was, I was still working my ass off, but kind of just without as much strategy, you know, just kind of going with the flow. And it kind of got me thinking like, how many times have I actually reinvented myself or how many times have I actually just done my thing, but on a different platform. And I think it's really got me thinking about my own act. And I think what I've done this year, you know, we're talking about 2019 being the year of hard work. 2020 is, you know, this is just my little thing that I've been pushing to keep myself focused when, you know, it's maybe not the busiest time of my wrestling career in terms of like, you know, uh, huge things happening and all that. But now that's why it's a great time now for me to really further hone my skills. Um, so I feel that I have evolved a lot as a wrestler, especially in the last year, but I feel have I really, you know, reinvented myself. That's got me thinking that, you know, maybe what worked for me in 2013, 14, what worked for me in 2016, maybe I need to do something different for 2019, for 2020, you know? So I'm doing all this work in the background and I would say, as I say, my, my act, if you will, is evolving, but is it being reinvented? And maybe it's time to do something like that. And if you're a pro wrestler, listen to this. If you're a trainee, listen to this. I really want to get across the importance of keeping that in mind because I think a lot of people are fearful of change. If someone has success with something, there's a kind of... Uh, uh, creates a little bit of fear of change. And I think everyone has fear of change, whether it be for wrestling or a job situation or, you know... Whatever it may be in your life, I think fear of change is a real thing. But unfortunately, in life and especially in wrestling, the only constant is change. The only thing that you can be sure of is that things are going to be changed. Sorry, things are going to... The only thing you can be sure of is that things are going to be changed. God damn it. The only thing that you can be sure of is that things are going to change or be changing. I think one of those I was, I was trying to say... I'm not entirely sure or convinced about which one it was. But my point is, um, you, you're going to need to reinvent yourself. And, you know, you can't, even if you're like someone in my position who'd been in the business a little bit, I can't be above that. Because, look, if you, if you look at someone like uh, Chris Jericho, again, reinvented himself many times. Even, the, I think The Rock's a great example. If you look at The Rock when he started, when he first debuted, you know, uh, kind of with the... Uh, there's videos of him reviewing his first match. Um, I think he debuted at Survivor Series, I think. Or that was like really early on. But again, that's when he was like, you know, um, Rocky Maivia. I remember seeing him, as, seeing him as Flex Cavana looking back at old footage um, in Memphis. You know, that sort of thing. Tried that on TV, didn't quite work. But then he, he you know, he went over to the nation, um, got over as a heel. And then kind of that just, you know, again, that gimmick, the, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, that's what got me into wrestling. But then the fans kind of turned on him um, when he faced Hogan at WrestleMania 18. So he went away and really, I mean, yeah, there were kind of booze uh, because people were cheering for Hogan, but he was still hugely, immensely popular. But he decided to stay a step ahead of the fans and be the, you know, Hollywood rock, which I think, to be honest, might be one of, if not my favorite incarnation of the rock. So I've got a hate in my mouth. It's just uh, 
there's just a whole lot going on with this mic right now. Um, I've got hay fever, got, got hay in my mouth. It's just it's a disaster here. But anyway, um, yeah, and again, that's someone at the very top of the game who is not afraid to reinvent themselves. Hulk Hogan is another great example because if you look at again, when he, can you imagine having Hulkamania and then going, it's time to go in the complete opposite direction and do the NWO. That was a, that was crazy. Um, but sometimes you just have to run in the absolute opposite direction um, and give things a try. And again, it's what we talked about in the podcast before that, you know, here's the thing. I've been talking about consistent hard work and there's a lot of people that kind of preach that now. And I really subscribe to that about, you know, eventually the cream will rise to the top. But at the same time, it's not saying that the cream will rise to the top by doing the exact same thing because, you know, if you do the exact same, that's the definition of insanity, doing the exact same thing every day but hoping for a different result. The cream will rise to the top if the cream is willing to um, not only accept the state of the wrestling business but embrace and steer into the current state of the wrestling business. And that got me thinking that, you know what, Maybe I'm not putting my full creativity to use here. Maybe there's more that I could do. Maybe I can do something a little bit different. Maybe timing-wise, there's something going on in culture right now that I could kind of tap into and bring into the world of professional wrestling. And I think if you're a trainee, that's a great way to think about approaching wrestling because I find that coming into pro wrestling always tends to help. The people who tend to be super successful, in my opinion, there's always exceptions to the rule. In fact, there's so many people who are just amazing wrestlers, and that's all they've ever wanted to be. But you see a huge amount of successful people in wrestling who have had maybe a little bit of success or even just experience from someone else and used that as a launch pad or as a you know an idea um, for their wrestling career. Like for me, you know, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't say I was a successful musician. I was somewhat of a failed musician, but the skills I had with putting the music together and it was obvious to me. What, my, what was going to be the basis of my wrestling character, if you will. That came very, very easily because of the things that I'd done before um, leading into it. So I always think it's good to try a variety of things. But I digress because if, if you're trying something in pro wrestling and it's not quite working, don't be afraid to run in the absolute opposite direction. Just do something that's true to you and something that you believe in. When I say, like... Put it this way, when I say is there's something going on in culture right now that I could tap into, I'm not talking about just picking something that's popular and going along with it. It has to be something that speaks to me. It has to be something that I'm an expert on that I know lots about. If you're a trainee and you want to do a new character or you want to try something new, remember this it's that aspect of it. That's you know, the reason I love wrestling is because it's a mixture of art and sport. And the art side of things, you need to think about what are you going to be putting out there. And again, I think it's like it's subscribing to um, CM Punk had some good points about, you know, if you do something, uh, if you make a change, if you want to show a change in a character, you should reflect that in a physical change, you know. So you had CM Punk with the long hair. You had CM Punk when he started having short hair. You had CM Punk with the mustache. You know, you had all these different eras of CM Punk that you associate with the different feuds and different things that he had going on in his wrestling career. And I think that's that's pretty interesting when you when you approach characters and reinvention like that. And again, I think Chris Jericho is a prime example as well. I thought the uh, his first entrance in AEW was great where he did the, uh, he had like the Lionheart Chris Jericho. He had the, uh, th they had the list 
they had um they had uh I can't remember what the other incarnations were, but I think they had three or four different art incarnations of of uh, Chris Jericho's career and that was just it was kind of that kind of um summed it up for me. And I just think I want to make sure that I get across the importance of look, if something is not quite working a hundred percent don't be afraid to try something else. Don't be afraid to change the plan. Because again, that whole, oh, consistent hard work, consistent hard work. Yes, you've got to work hard. But sorry, my chair is very loud. Jesus. You've got to work hard. But what's more important than working hard, believe it or not, is working smart. And working smart is responding to what's going on. Look, wrestling character-wise, when everyone gets into wrestling, I remember my idea was like, I'm going to be this cool bad guy that beats everyone up. And it's like, right, okay. Um, everyone wants to be that. You know, how, as I've said before in the podcast, how many Goldbergs can there be? How many people can there... No, that he was a, uh, a bad guy. I just mean like, you know, the, the badass that just kicks everyone's ass. Of course, that's the optimal spot. But there can only be one Stone Cold Steve Austin. There can only be one The Rock, you know? That's why if you look at Kurt Angle, I think he had an amazing approach to the business, which because he was so legitimate from his previous career, he, he, didn't, he was able to make fun of himself. But everyone watching knew that he could kick anyone's ass in the locker room. So... Again, he decided, you know what? He doesn't need to be the badass. And I remember when I was starting in ICW and the chats that uh, myself and Dallas had about me debuting. And originally, I was meant to be like, you know, this badass rock star gimmick and all that. And the truth is, I think I would have got eaten alive because I think you have to stay a, a step ahead of the audience. And the truth is, I was, you know... uh like you say, a failed musician. If I'd have come in to ICW being like, I'm the rock star here, everyone would have just been, you know, it would have completely worked against me. So that's why we decided to steer into it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be like this over-the-top pop musician because ICW is like this hardcore wrestling federation. And I'm going to go in the complete opposite direction. And that way, I'm staying a step ahead of the audience. And that's that's a really important thing. I think that line there stay a step ahead of the audience and it's that weird thing it's like you can't always let the audience dictate to you you need to be a step ahead you need to be the one don't wait too long for the audience to to know what's going to happen i feel you always have to stay one step ahead with um with everything that's going on but that's kind of, i, I kind of digress with that but i was just kind of giving you an insight into um my own experience but it's um i have to say I've been uh, consuming a lot of wrestling recently. I've been watching everything uh, that, that there is to watch right now. And it is really interesting. Um, I'm, like I say, I feel last time on uh, the last episode, I kind of spoke about like, you know, there was a time where I found it quite difficult to watch wrestling because I felt like there was so much pressure. So when I wasn't watching wrestling, I was when I wasn't doing wrestling, the last thing I wanted to do was to watch it. But I really found, you know, over the last while that I've just really... Not that, not that I ever lost my passion, but it just became like my life. You know, I think trying to balance pro wrestling and amateur wrestling just felt like it was becoming insurmountable. So because I was do basically I had kind of two full-time careers on the go, it was like I just didn't have the time to sit down and watch stuff. And obviously because of the pressure that I felt, I wasn't really enjoying what I was doing, unfortunately. Whereas now, I love being a pro wrestler now. I absolutely love my job. So when I'm not doing it, I enjoy consuming it and keeping up to date and seeing what's going on. So like we spoke about it on the last podcast when um, 
you know, when I'm not trying to, when Warren Buffett is about to make an investment, you know, he reads all the financial papers and gets all the financial information in the morning. We as wrestlers need to do the same thing. But when I watch that, what really stands out to me is is the constants within um, wrestling that stand the test of time, like the way that Chris Jericho has done in AW. Um, the way that Bully Ray has done in Ring of Honor, the way that, I mean, even if you look at um, WWE, for example, if you look at, let's take AJ Styles as an example, he has been widely considered in the top tier of wrestlers, you know, for, I mean, I remember I remember myself and Dave watched, uh, uh, it was a WCW Thunder that AJ Styles was wrestling on. And again, I'm like, that is going back. Like, you know, we're, we're talking about, it's coming up 20 years, you know? And I'm thinking, and these guys are all still putting on incredible performances and matches. And I'm like, there is really something to this, you know? It's actually very inspiring for myself because I'm at 31 years old right now. Um, and, you know, back back in the day, I remember there used to be this stigma that like, oh, you know, if you've not been signed to a major organization by 30, you know, that's it. But I just, I feel, you know, more hopeful than ever that there's opportunities for myself and, and other people who are willing to work hard well into our 30s and 40s and maybe even beyond, you know, um, it's it's very it's very inspiring, um, and I think also the more that we know about health and fitness and nutrition and recovery, I have to say I really I'm gonna have to get myself on DDP yoga because it does just seem to be um, transformative, and everybody that I know that does it raves about it. So I want to give CrossFit a shot. I want to give DDP yoga a shot because I just I'm so lazy i can't be asked doing cardio so i have to make myself do amateur wrestling classes which is way harder than you know any cardio workout you would do at the gym but i just can't do stuff by myself i feel like i need to be competing against somebody else or told what to do by somebody else so i need to get into these things but anyway i digress i always digress on this podcast but you know the drill this podcast is me just passing on stuff to you that i've i've picked up in the previous week, in the previous years, or whatever else, you know, just the, any knowledge that I can pick up and pass on to you and pass on to people who are thinking of becoming pro wrestlers, you know, it's, what I will say is the the feedback that I've got so far is, is always blowing me away, thank you for the, the emails and, and the messages and stuff like that, and people letting me know that they're listening to the podcast and on the Discord, thanks so much to everyone on the Patreon, like, the support is unbelievable, like, it just... I'm I'm actually at this stage where not a day goes by that I, that I'm not, you know, totally thankful for the fan base that I've got because I'm in a situation now where I feel like my fans will they're, they're keeping me relevant if you know what I mean. Now I'm very grateful for it and it's just like it feels awesome that I'm you know my gut told me to do these podcasts my gut told me to do live streaming and it's just we've built up this. Uh, awesome little fan base and it's just I think the live show the other night was just awesome for me I feel thing, things are in a good place right now and like I said on the last podcast I'm working on a few projects I actually mentioned one of them at the live show um, and gave people an opportunity to uh, let me know what their thoughts were about it and uh, declare interest but I won't be able to talk about that uh, unfortunately that was like a, a live show exclusive so um, that you know, if there's ever a reason to get yourself to the live shows, that's one of them. But I am going to be revealing some new projects soon that you can get involved with um, that I've been 
wanting to do for a long time and now feels that like the right time so i will let everyone know um i'll probably let the the patrons know first give them a day or two and then uh let everyone know but i'm just it's it's an exciting time it's an exciting time um but to go back to the topic that we're on about reinvention i feel that again i feel what i've come to realize we did our half year kind of mid-year review where i kind of look back on everything that's happened this year so far and you know the pros and cons and you know whilst i feel the cons are i feel like i could be working more um i have um got some new projects coming in that are going to be taking up more of my time that are going to keep me busier and it's is very hard to run your own business it is very very hard but it is absolutely worth it i will be honest and say that the last um you know with just everything that happened with uh in the scene you guys know what i'm talking about it's just like a a really heavy uh month and it just knocked me for six you know i just i felt you know these things kind of have like a delayed reaction and i just there were days where i'm a very motivated person but there were days where days on end where i was just i just can't do anything i just i just I can't do this right now i just uh, my head's not in the game i don't know what's going on i just you know i've never had this before this is just <sighs> so i took a bit of a break um and I feel like I'm getting back into the swing of things now. And like we said in the last podcast, if you ever find yourself in those situations, for me, the key is just putting one foot in front of the other and just keep going. And a lot of people don't like the idea of fake it till you make it, but I am kind of an advocate for it because I feel if you fake it till you make it and you develop habits about keeping busy and getting things done, then all of a sudden it becomes your reality and you're not faking it anymore. It just is the way that you do things. And I found that that's the case. And, you know, I just felt like, I just felt I need to kind of get back on it and crack on. And, you know, whilst I've had some some challenges and uh, some difficult moments, one thing that's been great is I do feel my physique is um, going really well. Like my, my gym work is underpinning everything I'm doing right now. I've been really super disciplined with food. I've been working really hard in the gym um, to look the absolute best that I can do. I'm trying to worry about the things that I can control. You know, when I was honest about how would I rate my physique, how would I rate my promos, how would I rate my character, how would I rate, you know, all those things. Um, how would I rate, uh, you, you know, I mean, we've been through that stuff before, but I had to be honest with myself and I had to improve things. And there's some things that are difficult to control, but uh, the physique is one of those things that I really feel that I've kind of got back to grips with that so whilst things have been difficult and there has been somewhat of a not a dip in, in motivation i guess but just like i've been feeling a little flat um I've, i feel like i'm starting to drag myself out of it now um and if anyone ever struggles with anything like that my honestly i think having a dog is one of the best things i could ever recommend to you and this isn't kind of pro wrestling advice this is just my experience in life uh I've found that having it, someone said something to me that kind of made sense, but it just sounds like, you know, when someone says something and it's kind of like a buzzword, a friend said to me, dogs force you to live in the moment. And it's like, oh, well, I guess so, you know, because you kind of got to do this and you kind of got to do that. But I've felt that now more than ever, because like I say, there are days before, uh, I think I said this on a previous podcast, but um, there are days where, yeah, I just felt like I couldn't do anything, but well, the dog needs walked, the dog needs fed. The dog needs someone to play with his toys with him. You know, the dog needs these things. 
and it forces you into a routine and it gets your ass off the sofa it gets you moving it gets things done but it also gives you a greater empathy uh you know today uh i was at the zoo actually um had an afternoon off it was my girlfriend's birthday we went to the zoo and before the zoo is just kind of like is for her you know it's like okay cool i'll go along whatever um, and like I say, I don't usually. I don't want to be very clear. I don't want to. I don't usually approve of zoos. I don't like animals being in captivity and all that. But this one is uh, like all rescued animals. So it's like it was like rescued circus animals, and it's not like little cages. It's like these these animals have got like proper kingdoms in there, like enclosures. So um, that's why we went to that one. I really like it. Um, and like I say, it's the, the like the bears and the tigers and all that stuff. They're all rescued animals. So we went there, but I found a greater empathy in general. And I think it's because I've had a dog. So if anyone ever has, and I had these fears about like, oh no, but what if I've got this wrestling trip and that, but you'll figure it out. Someone will watch the dog. You'll figure it out. There's WWE superstars. There's WWE champions with dogs. You'll figure it out. Get yourself a dog, people. If you're struggling mentally, I think dogs are genuinely the the best things that you could ever have around you. You know, it's just um, it's it's. I genuinely think it's made me a better person, and it's that thing when it says, "Be the person your dog already thinks you are." That brings a tear to the eye. That one. That's a tough one. But anyway, I apologize. I just uh, digress a little there. I just wanted to share with you a little bit of my personal life there because i feel it's uh, it's important to every now and then but um another thing since we're on the personal life i do want to say that when you're chasing a dream it is incredibly stressful and it is emotionally draining it's all encompassing it is just an exhaustive and painful process even if you're successful it is just painful if you're chasing a dream there's so much pain and disappointment and rejection and the, one of the great things about chasing a dream is that people stand up and they go you know what i deserve more than this i want more i want my life to be more than what this is right now and i respect anyone that does that but with that comes the pain and the anguish of actually having to deal with the bs that comes your way when you're chasing a dream to deal with everything that you have to do to get yourself out of that dead end job to get yourself in that situation where you can do the things that you want to do it is an incredibly incredibly painful process one of the things i think you need to do whilst don't get me wrong i am enjoying watching wrestling on my days off one thing that you do need to have is you must have a hobby that has nothing to do with anything that is related to your your chosen passion or your chosen career you need an escape we again wrestling was my escape it can't be my escape anymore it's my job i love it i enjoy it i respect it but it is my job i need something that i can just be a total fanboy for you know, again, UFC was my escape, but then I became an amateur wrestler and went to the Commonwealth Games. And although that's not MMA, it's a lot of the same people. It's a similar sort of scene. It's uh, you know, it's it's a similar sort of process. And when I'm watching that, I'm thinking, oh, well, there's that. And then the UFC quickly became something that wasn't an escape for me. It's not that when I watch wrestling, I'm not enjoying it, but it's not an escape for me anymore. That's something I kind of want to give you guys a heads up about. If you do choose to pursue your dream is that 
it's this weird again it's this weird balance this weird yin and yang this weird weird deal with the devil where if you pursue your dream you're cashing in your chips and you're saying i'm now this is no longer my escape this is my dream some people on the other hand they can just consume wrestling all day and da 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 but the advice that I've heard from so many people who are high up in the business, the advice they give is find something that has nothing to do with wrestling because it can just take over your mind. I think that's why you get a lot of wrestlers who really struggle uh, with the with the, with the weight of what they're doing and the responsibilities that comes with it. The you know the publicity and being in the public eye, even to to a, a local or international or national extent. Um, it's still stressful. It's still something to deal with. And it's still something that, like, if you think about it, human beings were just, like, smart. I think it's on Joe Rogan said, we're just smart-talking monkeys. We're just talking monkeys, you know, um, at the end of the day. And humans were never uh, designed to have social media and to cope with thousands of people praising them or thousands of people hating them. Or, you know, it's it's a difficult thing to deal with. So people... You need an escape. You need something that you can just lose yourself in that has nothing to do with your chosen field of expertise. And for me, right now, it is building... I've just got a case here, but I've been building these little Raspberry Pi computers. They're single-board computers. They cost about, you know, whatever it is. It's not much, but they're pretty cheap to make. But um, you make them at home, and you can... Oh, God, the mic has just fallen off the table. I think I'll just hold it for the rest of the podcast now. But... Um, Oh, give me a sec. <laughs> there you go. That serves me right. Um, so it's. Uh, Jesus. God, if you're watching on the video I, I, and audio versions, I apologize. But um, yeah, I'm using these now just to kind of. You can put all your old retro games on it and it, it plays like PlayStation and N64 and SNES and Mega Drive and all that. Nothing to do with wrestling, but it's an escape for me. And what I do now is with my day, when I get up, First thing I do is, you know, feed the dog, take the dog, well, take the dog out, feed the dog, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, I'm just going to mess around with that. Like today, for example, I installed a fan and a cooling system on my Raspberry Pi. And I learned how to overclock it from 1.4 gigahertz to 1.575 gigahertz. Now, that sounds very boring. But to me, I felt like Elon Musk. I felt like Elon Musk. By getting that fan to work, that cooling system and the overclocking. But the point was it had absolutely nothing to do with my chosen field of work. Now I have been guilty of blending the two before and going, Oh, well this is you know, it's just a hobby and then no doubt knowing me, I will somehow turn it into a business and all that stuff. But Get something in your life that is nothing to do with your passion. You need that. You need an escape, whether it's movies, whatever it is. The intensity of what you do with wrestling is going to be so intense that, again, we've spoken about it before. You need that balance. You need that yin and yang. If what you're doing is incredibly intense, you need something that is incredibly mundane waiting for you at some point in the week. That might not be immediately, like the day after, you might need to come down from that. Like for me, if I have a badass show on a Sunday, I like to go to amateur wrestling on a Monday because it's still a little bit of it, not high pressure, but you know, it keeps keeps the adrenaline going for another day. And then by Tuesday, I'm ready to take it down a notch. Whereas if I have a big show on Sunday and then I've got uh, nothing on the Monday, I'm like, what the hell do I do? and I'm feeling really weird and strange. So that's why I like to kind of slowly take it up and then slowly bring it back down. 
But anyway, that was my thoughts for this week. So yeah, just basically the key themes for this were reinventing yourself and getting a hobby, basically. Sounds basic, but very, very important. I've been the prestigious one. Thank you to my prestigious patrons. All of you, by the way. It's not just the names that get mentioned. It is all of you, but tier three and above you get mentioned by name. Thanks to James Malley, Ian Downey, Ian Callan Lees, Joe's mum, Kirsty Bailey, Chris McCulloch, Gordon Brown, Ben Wacker, Adam Wilson, Mark Leslie, Jack Godfrey, Ant191, Laura Baird, Brian Smith, Daniel Bettencourt, Jamie Flood, James Pointer, Keenan Prophet Holmes, Barbara Good, Will Ledwith, David McCarthy, Fiona Edge, Ross Wilson, Jordan Schofield, Barry Carruthers, and James Weiss. Also, thanks to Sam Barber and Respect Pro Wrestling School. Thank you very much for listening, folks. It's all appreciated. We're going to have awesome projects to announce soon. I've been the prestigious one, and I shall see you next time.